T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. More than a simple majority to bring uh, a bill even up for debate, I believe. It's not just... Not just to vote on it. Uh, we bring in Congressman Larson now uh, from the first district. Uh, John, good morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm good. I just, you know, I was as I was, you know, prepared to talk to you about a couple other items, including the Defense Production Act and some other things. And, and you got a piece out today in the Hartford Current. And I said that's where we should start. Um, first, oh, great. Just, yeah, I mean, tell people what what Rule 22 is, and you know what you want to do with it. Well. Uh, <laughs> The whole premise for this, Brian, is that um, when we talk about our threats to the Democratic Republic, we have to look no further uh, than what's commonly referred to as uh, Senate Rule 22, which uh, is, in essence, the cloture vote. Now, for most Americans, this may sound complex, but it's something that both uh, Democrats and Republicans, to be uh, frank about it, have utilized. But why is it a catch-22, so to speak, and why is it problematic? It's because it means that anyone can call for a cloture, any senator can call for a cloture vote. They don't even have to go to the floor. It's nothing like uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington where you're going to stand up and filibuster on principle. Uh, and what has happened is that there, just in the last 16 months, there's over 400 bills that the Senate has not voted on. And to bring it home to Connecticut, imagine the mother. This will mark the 10th year that uh, the parents of the children of Sandy Hook have been making their pilgrimage to Washington to ask Congress to vote. The House of Representatives has acted half a dozen times on universal background checks for guns, which is 70% of the NRA supports that, for God's sake, but it's never received a vote in the United States Senate. Uh, And that is the concern overall. If the will of the people uh, in a, uh, a system of democracy, if the majority doesn't ever get to cast a vote, if 41 senators can determine what legislation is going to be voted on, then we no longer have uh, a democracy. So you basically need six, you need six, so you need 60, you need 60 votes to, to get the legislation to move forward, right? Right. Well, that's what the rule requires. Cloture would mean you can, you can stop the filibuster if you have 60 votes. Right. But it's utilized on every piece of legislation. And any senator can call for the cloture vote. 
But it makes little sense, and people have got to be uh, scratching their heads when they say, well, wait a minute, how is that three Supreme Court conservative Supreme Court justices get appointed with 51 votes, and yet protecting women's reproductive rights takes 60? Does that sound like a democracy to you? No, and you're okay with like doing this permanently, so it doesn't matter who runs the show in the Senate. It doesn't matter who runs the show. And let me be clear about it. Harry Reid was, you know, did the did similar things as well. This is this is about the institution. Uh, it just happens that Mitch McConnell is, uh, you know, he's um, weaponized it, shall we say, to the point where it's utilized as routine and not a way to end debate or discussion but a way to block all legislation from coming forward. Now, now, you know, think about this. Direct negotiation for prescription drugs right. never has had a vote. You know, John Lewis Voting Rights Act to recodify the Voting Rights Act of 1965 hasn't had a vote. As we mentioned, universal background checks on guns hasn't had a vote. Even the bipartisan commission to study January 6th that passed bipartisanly in the House Never taken up by the United States Senate. Right. Well, it leads me to this last question because I have other issues I want to uh, get to, which is, you know, you're now on the record beyond just talking about it with me. I mean, you put it in, in the paper, <clears throat> excuse me, but, you know, in realistic terms, is there an actual movement afoot to try to address this? Yes, there is. Our, our two senators, uh, both Murphy and Blumenthal, have been champions, have been calling for the reform of the filibuster and the end of the cloture voting, because they understand its impact uh, that it has on our democracy. But Senator Merkley out of Oregon is the one who's been leading it. And even if you were to keep intact the filibuster itself, neither of which are in the Constitution, uh, neither the filibuster or where in the Constitution, Brian, does it say that you need 60 votes to pass a bill? Right. The forefathers understood that it has to be majority rule. There can be debate, and the rights of minorities have to be respected to be heard, but it was not meant to be designed as a tool to block all legislation. Right. We're talking with John Larson, of course, uh, congressman in the 1st District here in Connecticut on Brian and Company and WTIC. You know, I saw that I do a lot of work in the in, within the energy sector journalistically, and we have right. Brian Sullivan from CNBC on earlier today. And, you know, you called upon the president to invoke the Defense Production Act for oil. But I like like logically, I mean, it's a good thing to push, but I don't know how it would work. You'd compel the oil companies to spend their money to ramp up production, or there'd be some sort of subsidy to get them to do that? Because clearly the Biden administration doesn't want to contribute money for oil and gas exploration. So I don't know how it will work. Well, it will work just like it was. The reason it's called the Defense Production Act is it would work this way during war when you have to, when you need to ramp up. And it's been done most recently as it related to baby formula and as it related to the pandemic. Uh, which, of course, we're still uh, struggling and dealing with as, as well. So the idea behind it is to, is to make sure that we're ramping up production. Now, you are aware, Brian, because you do study this, this stuff, that uh, we are at below pandemic levels in terms of what companies have been, oil companies have been producing. And frankly, uh, I hope the president gets more aggressive and does what John Kennedy did with the uh, steel industry and has the Justice Department start looking into 
the gouging that's actually going on here. Uh, always a tough, tough thing to prove, but it's something that's worth having the Justice Department look in and utilize every single tool that we have to get these prices under control. And I, as much as gasoline is a, a concern, it won't be long before winter is here and so many people who are on fixed incomes and dealing with inflation already cannot afford to have home heating oil sure. spike up as well as gasoline prices. So that's the, that's the concept uh, behind it. The president has the executive authority to utilize it. Uh, they don't like to utilize it you know, in terms of they'd like to try to use traditional means, et cetera. And this is, as you know, as well, a balancing act between the Fed uh, and the administration uh, with a global issue of inflation uh, that is, uh, you know, in part caused by, yeah. we heard from uh, the first lady of, uh, of Ukraine yesterday, uh, between the war uh, uh, that has shut down and uh, oil supplies and wheat and created all kinds of problem and a global pandemic as well. Yeah, listen, and, and it's a it's a conversation maybe we can unpack uh, on another day because it's it's difficult to sort of implore the business to it is. to do more, but also you know crack down on profiteering. I mean, it's a it's a real mixed message, and 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 I do understand some of the corporate perspective because they they don't want to invest if then they're going to get the rug pulled out from under them too. So it's it's a t it's a nuanced issue. We only have a couple seconds. You know, we sure. I do have to ask you about the 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 gentleman who's trying to challenge you in the prom, primary, Moadrezi. I, I just clarify for for us: Have you been subpoenaed in some sort of court issue related to it? And and do you think that the barriers for entry for challengers are too high? Well, let me let me say that we uh, have been uh, subpoenaed. We because we not subpoenaed, but we entered into uh, making sure that we they filed a suit that was ex parte, which would meant that they, they would be just them and nobody else. So we essentially joined with it to uh, be a participant for for obvious reasons. And, right. uh, you know, I think that the General Assembly should always take a, a look at these things, etc. But the, the law is the law. And speaking of which, I will abide by what, you know, the court decisions are. And it's now in its appeal stage. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to comment specifically on the on the court case out of respect to the uh, uh, to the system, especially as the judge is hearing this case uh, as we speak. Yeah, it's fair enough. And I appreciate you addressing the question. And uh, we're out of time. Congressman Larson, as always, we appreciate the insight both, you know, on that uh, column you wrote today in the Harper Current, as well as the oil issue and the, the election issue. So have a great I, weekend, sir. Brian, Thank I look forward to coming back for an in-depth discussion, too, on inflation, especially as it impacts our senior citizen population and talking about Social Security, something yep. Congress hasn't done in 51 years. Absolutely. I look forward to it, too. I mean, uh, the folks are on fixed income right now are getting squeezed the most. So I, I definitely think it's an important issue to, to touch on. Congressman Larson, Thanks thank for your you. Interest. Thank you. Uh, have a, be well. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.